Hello, my name is Donna Newman and I'm a partner in the Finance Litigation Group at Stevenson Harwood. Welcome to the third in our Autumn 2022 series of four short podcasts in which we take a bite-sized look at some key topics that have emerged from court or regulatory decisions over the last year. In this episode, Alex Loger, Managing Associate in our regulatory litigation team, will provide a summary of the FCA's new consumer duty, which will set higher regulatory expectations for the standard of care that firms give to retail customers. Hello, my name is Alex Lozier. I'm going to talk to you about the FCA's new consumer duty, which, after several years in the making, will set higher expectations for the standard of care firms give to consumers in the retail sphere. The duty will require firms to place consumer outcomes at the centre of their businesses and will require a significant change in many firms' cultures to meet regulatory expectations. It marks a seismic shift in the FCA's approach to protecting retail customers, the full implications and details of which I won't be able to cover off today. Rather, I will use this time to provide an outline of the core components of the consumer duty, who and what it applies to, and when it will be coming into force, before summarising the FCA's expectations from a governance perspective and concluding with some final thoughts. To start then, the duty is comprised of three core components. The first is a new FCA principle of business, Principle 12, known as the Consumer Principle. It states that firms must act to deliver good outcomes for retail customers and reflects the overall standard of behaviour that the FCA expects of firms. The second component is a set of three cross-cutting rules which develop further the FCA's expectations for firms in delivering good outcomes for consumers. They require firms to A. Act in good faith towards retail customers B. Avoid foreseeable harm and C enable and support retail customers to pursue their financial objectives. The final component is a set of four outcomes consisting of a suite of rules and guidance which support the new principle and three cross-cutting rules and cover four areas that represent key elements of the firm-consumer relationship. The four outcomes are the products and services outcome, the price and value outcome, the consumer understanding outcome and the consumer support outcome. Crucially, these core components making up the consumer duty are underpinned by the concept of reasonableness, meaning that what is expected of firms under the duty will be interpreted in light of what is reasonable given the circumstances. Moving on to who and what falls within the scope of the consumer duty, The duty applies to the regulated activities and ancillary activities of firms in respect of products and services offered to retail customers. This includes prospective customers as well as existing customers. Firms that offer products and services that are bought by both retail and non-retail customers face the complexity of differing obligations in respect of such products and services and they may wish to consider adopting a consistent approach for all cohorts of customers. The duty has a wide application, 
and captures firms involved in such activities, even if they do not have a direct relationship with the end customer. It encompasses all firms that have a material influence over or determine customer outcomes in the distribution chain, from product and service origination through to distribution and post-sales activities. This could include firms in the wholesale market, albeit certain wholesale activities are specifically excluded from the duty. The extent of a firm's responsibilities under the duty will, however, depend on the firm's role and the extent of its influence over retail customer outcomes in practice. Firms will, generally, only be responsible for their own activities and will not need to oversee other firms in the distribution chain. That said, they will not be able to operate in a regulatory silo. Rather, firms will be required to notify the FCA if they become aware that another firm in the distribution chain is not or may not be complying with the duty. Further, they will also be required to notify another firm in the distribution chain if they think it has caused or contributed to harm to retail customers. As regards the timetable for when the duty comes into effect, there is a two-phase implementation period. By 31st of July 2023, firms will need to be compliant with the duty in respect of all new products and services, as well as existing products and services that remain on sale or open for renewal. The duty will then come fully into force a year later, on 31st of July 2024, when it will also apply to all closed products and services. The FCA is also keen to ensure that firms make full use of the implementation period and expects firms' boards to have agreed implementation plans as of the end of October 2022. The FCA expects boards to be able to evidence that they have scrutinised and challenged the plans to ensure they are deliverable and robust to meet the new standards. It has warned that firms should expect to be asked to share plans, board papers and minutes with supervisors and be challenged on their contents during the course of the implementation period. Looking beyond implementation planning, boards will be responsible for ensuring that the duty is properly embedded within their firm and then complied with on an ongoing basis. This is no small task, with the duty needing to be reflected in strategies, governance, leadership and people policies, including incentives at all levels. Staff incentives, performance management frameworks and remuneration structures should be designed in a way that is consistent with ensuring good outcomes for customers, and such outcomes must be a central focus of risk and internal audit processes. On at least an annual basis, boards will need to review and approve an assessment of whether the firm is delivering good outcomes for customers and will need to agree on any remedial action required to bring the firm up to standard. The FCA expects the first assessment to be considered by boards within 12 months of the rules coming into force and will expect to be provided with the relevant report and supporting management information on request. Firms are also expected to appoint a consumer duty champion, who ideally should be an independent non-executive director. Along with the chair and CEO, the champion should ensure that the board is challenging the firm's management on how it is embedding the duty, as well as ensure that the duty is discussed regularly 
and raised in all relevant discussions. It is not only boards that will be responsible for meeting regulatory expectations. Senior managers under the senior managers and certification regime will also be accountable for ensuring the delivery of good consumer outcomes within the parts of the business for which they are responsible. It is therefore crucial that every senior manager understands and is clear about what it is that they are responsible and accountable for. The FCA has also created a new conduct rule that will apply to senior managers as well as other members of staff. The rule reflects the new consumer principle, requiring conduct rule staff to act to deliver good outcomes for retail customers where the activities of the firm fall within the scope of the duty. This new conduct rule will apply to the extent that it is reasonable and proportionate. As such, the more senior a person is, and the more relevant their role is to the duty, the more the FCA will expect from them. To conclude then, the scale and scope of work required to meet FCA expectations will of course vary from firm to firm. That said, all firms should adopt a holistic approach to assessing whether their existing practices deliver good outcomes for customers. With the FCA anticipating that many firms will require a significant shift in culture and behaviour in order to bring them in line with its increased expectations, it would be prudent to assume that changes will be necessary in some form or another. Given the FCA's tight timescales, it is crucial that firms take steps now to identify where any such changes need to be made, so as to build in sufficient implementation time ahead of the duty coming into effect next year. Thank you for listening, and join us next week for the final podcast in this series.